The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us with the custody queens, yeah, you can count on us with the custody queens. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Custody Queens show. I'm Sam McBride, I'm here with Kristen Holstrom, and we have a very, very special guest, Oded Gelfer. Thank you so much for coming. We are so excited. Today, we are going to talk about polygraphs. So lie detector test. And Oded is a global polygrapher. So I am super excited about this episode. I have tons of questions and I don't know if I want to actually have a test administered because I don't want to be too far in the hot seat, but I'm excited. <laughs> Better you than me, Sam. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get into today's episode, I think it is about time for us to pull back out our trusty CQ book and ask some random questions, okay? All right. All right, so I'm going to pull a question for Kristen first. Okay. <laughs> I have a good one. Whenever Sam laughs before she says the question, I know I'm in trouble. Okay, ready, Kristen? Have you ever quit your job? If so, why? <laughs> that is a good one. Yes. Uh... I think I've quit two jobs in my life, and one of them was I worked at Juice Stop in high school, and I had to quit because I was moving to Florida for college, so that was kind of a, an easy one. And uh, believe it or not, you know, anyone listening to us uh, knows that I've worked for my father, Dane Holstrom, for, I don't know, I graduated college in 2003, so do the math, uh, a very long time. And there was a point where Dane and I were uh, at an impasse with, um, you know, what I thought that I should have been paid in my <laughs> early 20s. And, uh, you know, I think he had some more expectations of me. And uh, he actually, I think I had asked for a raise and he told me no. And uh, so I quit. <laughs> and I actually went and got a job in sales. And I think I made three times what Dane was paying me at the time. And I actually did that for several years before uh, Dane, Dane begged me to come back. So, but yes, he, he will tell you that he has fired me. I will tell you that I quit. You know, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> That's great. How about you, Oded? Well, I resigned uh, after uh, many years in the government service. I took a job in a nonprofit organization. At some point, I felt that I need to do something else, yeah. something more, and uh, I explored the private sector uh, more. So I went out, gave my resignation, and became an entrepreneur. And I have also a tech company that I'm actually in the startup, in the startup business. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. awesome. And I think that is a pretty common reason for people to change jobs is as you get older and more mature, it, what that job was doing for you may not have been fulfilling your passion or your desire or your financial needs. So I don't think there's anything wrong with quitting a job is you just got to have a plan. Absolutely. All right, Kristen. Uh, Sam, you didn't let me know if you've ever quit a job, but it better not be coming soon. I'm really bad at quitting. I've been at this job for a million years now, <laughs> so I would never do that. I've never done that, no. Yeah, I told Sam she'll <laughs> be with me until the end. All right, Oded, let me find a good one for you. Okay, I'm in hot seat. <laughs> exactly. All right, this is actually a good one. 
Do you have a kind of unspecial talent that you're really good at? Unspecial talent? Well, you should ask my wife about that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, she probably knows better than I am. But I think that I'm good at reading people. And that's, uh, that's something that I think I'm good at. I'm always surprised that when I make mistakes, like everyone else's. <laughs> you and Dane both. Uh, but I, I think that that's something that... That's uh, a pretty special talent. That, uh, yeah, that's a special talent. And for being a global polygrapher, I would think that you would have to... Uh, <laughs> read people fairly well. Yes, but it actually puts me in trouble because you read people one way and sometimes you get surprised by the charts a different way. So you have to be non-biased yeah. when you administer lie detector tests. So sometimes it's it's a good thing, but sometimes it's not. So it's it, it's it, it gets me in trouble sometimes, especially with my kids and their boyfriend or girlfriends and some <laughs> other things like that. Really sidetracked? Sidetrack that. Oh, I, was, I have a sidetrack question really quick because I know that all the listeners are thinking like me right now. Have you ever administered a polygraph to one of your kids, boyfriends or girlfriends? I always threaten them <laughs> that I will administer a lie detector test for them. So I, I, will... we, I keep it as a, as a deterrence for now. <laughs> <laughs> well, when my daughter starts dating, I will keep your number in my favorites. That is fabulous. <laughs> uh, Sam, you have many unspecial talents, but <laughs> give us a good one. Uh, sleeping. I could sleep anywhere, anytime. Very true. I could race someone to sleep. Yeah, my unspecial talent is being able to open 30 Amazon boxes within five minutes, hide all of the evidence around on the side of my house and take the 30 boxes and put it into one box of everything that I came in and do all of this before my husband notices the notification on the ring. I think your unspecial talent is every time there is a holiday, holiday event, school thing, someone's baby shower you can like overnight have cupcakes balloons gifts party bags for every kid involved i think that's your own special talent all right sam did i ask you one yeah okay okay all right let's see here what do you think all kindergarten students should learn oh what do i think all kindergarten students should learn that you should really enjoy recess because it goes away <laughs> that is a good one. Oh, Dad? How to clean up the rooms by themselves, probably. Without being told? Without being told. Very good. Uh, I have one word, kindness. I, I, I think like it. that out of all of the things that we teach our five and six-year-olds, kindness. It, it, it's just something that is taught in the house. It should be taught at a very, very young age and it will only grow and evolve if we start it young. We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrup. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. All right, now let's get into the good stuff with Oded. All right, Sam, I'll let you take it first. Wow. Uh, where do I even start? Um, okay, so how long have you been doing this? So I became a light tech examiner in 2004. 2004? Yes, and um, been administering lie detector tests ever since. 
I, I'm assuming you have quite a few crazy stories. I have gathered a few throughout the years. Not all of them we can tell here, but... Can, uh, you, can you tell me one? One crazy story? At least, uh, it's a very funny one. Uh, someone came and said, listen, uh, Odette, my relationship is on the line, but because my wife claims that I intentionally put the soap in the shower <laughs> after she cleaned it up. <laughs> and I, I thought he was joking at the beginning and said, listen, it's a very serious matter because she threatens to leave me because that is, you're, you're going to save my marriage. So we administered the test and he was found truthful and I hope they live very happily ever after. <laughs> I, I, I'm not very optimistic about that relationship. I, uh, but at least, at least he proved to be truthful about that. That is, that is very interesting. I, I think that out of all the problems that people go through the soap dish you know putting soap after is probably very minimal but I know that there's things that my husband does that drives me crazy that I would actually probably love for you to come over well I'm not sure <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> and my husband's definitely listening to this show sure. so don't worry Jeremy I'll keep Odette to the professional manners exactly. so how accurate are polygraph tests so a lie detector test is actually very accurate and nothing is 100%, but all studies showed that if administered correctly by a professional, it's usually over 90% accurate and about 2% false, which means highly, highly accurate. Wow. And, and if you can kind of explain a little bit, when you're looking at a test or you're reading a test that you've administered, how do you determine whether someone's lied? Throughout the test procedure, you gather a lot of data and the data being analyzed at the end. And at the end of the day, the examinee knows whether or not he's lying to a specific question. And these stimuli actually generate some kind of reactions because the lie detector test is the place where psychology meets uh, physiology. And when you put some kind of an input on the psychology side and you expect to have a response and once you don't get that response at least you assume based on strict protocols and procedures that actually a person is telling the truth and not deceptive so no matter what you say your body is going to tell on. your body is going to tell the truth okay or at least especially on a lie detector test he's going to react if you are deceptive okay uh, whoever familiar with the fight or flight concept and the actually the the ability of the body to identify of the mind to identify danger and to react to danger and people lie because the truth the truth is dangerous to them Okay, right. so they identify the danger uh, and then the body reacts accordingly. So what, sorry, Sam, what, what are some of the physical responses that the body gives? Is it, is it an increase in the heart rate? Like, It's all changes and it, it changes in the heart rate. It's a change 
in blood pressure. It change. It's a change in the perspiration system. Wow. Okay. It a change in the pattern of the inhalation and exhalation of the respiratory system. So these are most of them are involuntary physiological reactions. So a person cannot control those reactions, and and for for since he cannot control those uh, responses, from that comes the validity of the lie detector test. Wow, that's so interesting because Kristen and I, as attorneys, have people on the stand all the time, right? So we're cross-examining people and we're always trying to look for something. But, you know, the human eye isn't perfect, so I can't tell, per se, if someone's lying. But you get people with shifty eyes who, you know, answer very quickly. Avoid eye contact. Or an- another one that I see a lot is kind of over-answering. This happened, that happened, and, and really, so that's very, very interesting. Yeah, the defensive nature. Uh, it's so crazy to me. I'm still processing everything you're saying, Oded, because so much of what we do is body language. And when it was during COVID and we were doing things over Zoom or we were doing things over the phone, you miss so much evidence. Yeah. Not having that person in front of you. But it's like a whole nother level when you're telling me that my perspiration, the way I inhale, the way I exhale, my heart, my pulse. my I mean, this is truly scientifically crazy. Like it's... So it's pretty amazing. I, I've always kind of heard this like, yeah, but you could fake a polygraph test. Is that just like something that floats around a rumor or if you do it enough times, could you maybe figure out how to trick a test? So you cannot trick the, tra- the, the test. You can trick the examine. The examine. Okay, so you can man- try to manipulate the examiner, and if he's not experienced enough, he might fall into that. Okay, so uh, at the end of the day, you cannot manipulate your responses. So, there are some ways or techniques um, you can Google and look for, and I always tell my examinees and their clients, um, I tell them, listen. Just be yourself because the ability to actually to try and counter the test, it means that you're actually very much afraid from what from the consequences of the truth to be found out. Mm-hmm. And the ability for you to try and counter now, it actually focuses you on the lie. And people sometimes come to my office and they're telling the truth, but just in case they don't know the examiner, they want just to help him see the truth, yeah. okay? <laughs> so, so I do suggest them, just be yourself and don't try to all help yourself. Just And if you're you're lying, lying, you're wasting your time, likely. Yeah, if you're lying, maybe don't take the test. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you say that because that that comes up a lot in in high conflict custody cases or move away cases. Generally, the court will appoint an expert to, to do what's called a 730 psychological evaluation. And they do a slew of psychological testing. And it is very obvious to the person administering the test if they're trying to, uh, I guess, make provide the answer that they believe the examiner's looking for. And, and it's so obvious. So I, I tell people, just answer. Don't try to trick. Don't try to trick your answer. Don't try to defend yourself in your answer. Just have a, a, a conversation about it. Exactly, and, uh, and and people lie for different reasons, and people sometimes nervous, and people understand what the stakes are, 
going into a test. So you never know whether they're actually trying to manipulate the, the, the environment of the test because they're telling the truth and that's too nervous, just make, wanting to make sure the fear of the innocent, I call it. Or you actually, they come, in, they come to the test to try and deceive. They're fighting from the, for their lives in many, many cases, at least in their eyes at that point of time. So they're trying to do whatever they can in order to um, get away from, from the truth to be found. Wow, truly fascinating stuff. Can you kind of give our listeners just kind of a little example of who would be calling you? What, you know, who do you do these examinations on? Is, is it lawyers? Is it insurance companies? Is it just, you know, husbands or wives that want to know some answers? So, so really, it's all all about all of the above. It's it's a variety of clients are from all, for everyone. It comes from family matters, husbands and wives. It can have some kind of criminal cases, which is uh, somebody is actually being accused of and claims to his innocent. As lawyers that actually try to, at least. Uh, substantiate some kind of truth uh, even when they actually even if it's not admit, uh, admissible in court but while they're negotiating with a district attorney or, or with uh, with the other side they want to bring to the table some proof that actually will exonerate their client in some ways yeah i was going to say I, I think it would also be helpful to eliminate you know suspects or Eliminating suspects, thefts, for example, within an employment environment. It's something that is very often uh, happens. And, uh, and you know, it's, it, call, it sheds a light of, of, about, the, it's about the entire um, employees in that facility, for example. And it's, it's really, it clears the atmosphere in many ways, because to, to leave under the doubt that you've been, somebody accuse you, accuses you of something that you did not do, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's not a way that you want to continue working in such an environment, I'm sure. So sometimes people and employees are taking the lie detector test to prove they have nothing to do with uh, theft or, or related uh, for that kind of uh, employment-related environment. I can totally understand that. About approximately how long does the process take? So a lie detector test, usually on average, it's about two hours process, which, uh, yeah, it's not only the two hours that you actually connected to the device, so, so no fear there, <laughs> but you have to guide, you have to go to very strict protocols in order to administer a lie detector test. So you have to guide and bring them, the examinee, to a state of mind where you actually now understand that, that if you will ask him later on, on a test, you will ask him a question, he, his body will react as you expect for whether he's, he's deceptive or not. Interesting. Okay, it's not just surprising question. You have to disclose when you speak with someone about the question, he needs to understand the scope of the question. What is included, what is excluded. So there'll be no misunderstanding. So going into the test later on, he will already know 
Um, he checked all the box. He knows whether these are included or excluded. So I have a question. You know, Kristen and I kind of talk about this a lot. We There's like lawyer TV shows and they're totally not accurate. When I hear polygraph, I think Maury. Right? And yeah, he's yeah. got his card out and he's like, Who's your daddy? We determined that was a lie. And um, I guess my question is when you take this test and then say you administer it, do you then like, do you tell them like you're lying or do you just like give them a piece of paper that says you've passed or failed? I mean, what's that process like? I always, I always, unless I specifically requested not to do so, which are some cases, I always, at the end of the test, I tell the, I tell the examinee whether he passed or failed. And when, and you have to be compassionate. You have to understand that the examinee, if he failed or not, he he knows whether he failed or not, okay? But do they fail if they just don't answer one question right? Yes. So in a lie detector test, because of the limits of the of psychological limits of the entire procedure, if you fail one question, you fail the entire test. But can you wow. you can go through and like itemize which questions you believe they were being truthful? Like you believe that, like you no. don't really like your spouse, no. but you no. did steal from so them. So if it has been proven, and for many psychological and physiological reasons, that the person focuses on the subject that it's most dangerous to, his, to him, even if there are other things that he lied on. So that's why if he lied on one question, he actually lied on the entire test. I can say that he's inconclusive in some others, but it does, doesn't mean by all means, and I cannot establish that he's actually telling the truth. Get, um, so you have to get an A+. Plus. I mean, you like, have to get there is plus. no margin of error here. No margin of error. So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. So, do you ever get anyone respond and say, this is a bogus test, no, you're wrong? You know, <laughs> I, I get it, okay? And, <laughs> and and sometimes it's even become a little bit nasty, okay? I bet. And, and then I get a phone call after a week or two weeks or three weeks or whatever and say, oh, I want to reschedule the test. And then I look into my files and look, but we were, you, you said, bad things about the test. I said, what? Because, yes, I had to say that, but it's actually the truth. I I disclose an information, and I really want to prove the truth and want to read, to take a read. I want to read you. That's great. Yeah, so that's, that, that's very calm. Do you, knowing that Sam and I are the custody queens, does this ever come up in custody cases? I can tell you that I've, I've personally thought about it in uh, some cases where we've been trying to do things outside of the court for the most part, but I've ever, not actually ever used it. So I quite get it often on custody cases where uh, some, it, this battle become a little bit... Volatile? Uh, yeah. And and once involved, some allegations, sometimes the kids are in, in the middle, sometimes even uh, 
kids are being coached by one side to say something against the other. And this actually, at least one of the side has no ability that he said or they said, and has no ability to actually prove the truth. In most cases that I get, it's actually the side that wants to prove the truth, okay? Otherwise, if there was, if those were, the, those allegations was substantial and that usually we're not got, we're probably not going to take that test, test. That test. Yeah. so so usually okay what i get it's one side that said listen i got some very severe accusations they just came up now i am fat and battling custody case and now just want to prove whether it's first to the family second to my lawyer and if it helps the case then by all means i'll, I'll, I'll it, it will be worthwhile for me to take it yeah i i could see in a case where there might be any sexual allegations involving a child or mm -hmm. in domestic violence mm -hmm. uh, or even in parental alienation and I use that word loosely because I think it's it's often abused mm -hmm. but I, I could see that if I had the party that was adamant that the allegations were false uh, I could see how this could actually be very helpful it's a really good tool for settlement it, mm -hmm. it, would, it would seem like if you could pass a polygraph, even it, although there are challenges and there are issues with admissibility from a negotiation point of view and having some underlying knowledge of the test, I think it would be a great way to negotiate a settlement. Yeah, and I think it's also very helpful for us as attorneys. Uh, you know, we take often cases that I may not personally like the person or I take cases that I've actually gotten to a point where I, I'm far more selective with my cases, but there have been cases that I've taken where I've just simply divided property because, you know, one of the other parents or parties is facing criminal charges. But as an attorney, if my client is adamant that they're innocent, that would that would provide a lot of relief to me as well if I'm aggressively advocating for this person. I can also see on the flip side where I wouldn't want to know the answer to some of these polygraph questions. Yeah, and, and, and remember that other than the legal battles, there's a family, there are some other members and, and there's a reputation involved the of health. a person. And mental health. So sometimes people, even if it's uh, it's not only for the sake of the legal battle, it's to clear the names. And at least you have a tool that it's quite reliable. And if you use it carefully, because it's a very powerful tool, but if it's used timely and carefully by someone who is professional, then it should be a very good way to prove your innocence. So I won't be calling you to confirm whether or not my husband ate my leftovers, <laughs> but I definitely am going to add you to my Rolodex because I think that this would be a very helpful tool in a limited number of cases like Sam said for settlement. It's my understanding I, I'm not, I don't do criminal law, but it's my understanding that it, there's some issues with admissibility in criminal cases, but I, I think that for settlement purposes, it could be a very powerful tool. We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custody case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. So if somebody has a burning question that they need answered or a person that they need to put into a hot seat or they need to clear their name, how do they get a hold of you? 
So usually the, uh, throughout my um, through my website uh, Global Polygraph um, and Security, um, you can Google that and find and give me a call. And it's always it's important to 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 ask yourself first. Do you really want to know the truth? And I always ask my clients first, do you really want to know? Because once you know, you, you have to do something about that. You can't okay? unknow. You can't delete that. Okay, so it's very important that that you will think about that, you think what's what's important to you, and if that is the case, and we can help, then I'll be happy to administer a test. That's great. Is there a number that uh, the listeners could get a hold of you with? Yes, the number is 424-302-2498. And if you are watching, all of this information will be provided to you on the screen. And you can always go to our social media feeds, Custy Queens on Air and Custy Queens, where we have all of the information of all of our guest speakers. And you can rewatch this show and all of our other shows on custodyqueensonair.com. And Odette, I think you really kind of summed up the whole show. Do you really want to know? Isn't that one of life's <laughs> biggest questions? Yeah, I don't know that I always want to know. <laughs> I, I definitely don't always want to know. But Odette, thank you for joining us today. This Keep is awesome. such an interesting topic. My brain is still processing. And I will make sure that uh, Sam and I have your information and disseminate it to the other 20 plus attorneys that we have in our office. And for anyone listening, uh, that is Odette. That is Oded Gelfer with Global Polygraph. And we will have all of the information provided, like I said, on our social media feeds. And when you watch this, it'll be provided on the screen. So thank you, everybody, for joining us this Saturday and every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Go Country 105. And remember, let love rule. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us with a custody. The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.